something on the Chomesh. It is like Ba'imer, we're in the middle of the Sphere account. So I want to first learn something that I gave Sphere Chaim for a few minutes, and then I, then we'll talk in Indian and others. What I wanna what I wanna talk about when I get a sphere, really just a halachic point. It's a halachic point that's important to me because guys think that if you miss a night you're out and it causes terrible things. The guys miss a night, they stop counting. You're supposed to count every single night. If you miss a night, you're supposed to still count. You you lose the bracha. That's not a good thing, you lose the bracha, but of course you're still supposed to count. So I want to talk about Taisvis brings two machleiksim. Taisvis brings two machleiksim. He brings them as two separate machleiksim. We're going to talk if they're really two separate machleiksim. The Bahag happens to be involved in both great debates. We'll see if these machleiksim are related or not. That we'll talk about in a little while. He brings two machlaikas. Machlaikas number one is when you count every single day. This week's parashah. <coughs> Starting from the day after Shabbos. If you don't learn Torah Shabbat Pech, you assume the count starts on it. So you can learn. But we who are Zeicha to Torah Shabbat Pech know Mimachos HaShabbos means the day after Pesach. Second night of Pesach. Mimachras HaShabbos, Yantiv's called Shabbos as well. And you start counting Mimachras HaShabbos the day after Pesach, from the day you bring the Kerbin Oimer, and you count Sheba Shabbos as Tmimais Tiena. Seven weeks, whole they shall be. Says Machlaikis in Taisvis, the Bahagan in Taisvis, are you allowed to count by day? When you count each day, is the count only by night? By night, you count day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, or the whole 24 hours, you can count the day. It's machloikis rishayinim, machloikis and taisvis. That's one machloikis taisvis brings. When you count every single day, could you count by day or not? One machloikis. Sorry? Emar, Parshas Emar. It's Emmer, still this past week's parsha. So when it says you count, it's in Perich of Gimel, Pasuk Tesvav. So Taisus brings a machlaikis, can you count by day? How do we pass in Chevrolet machlaikis? We don't. So what do we do? Because we don't know, there's a rule, Suffolk, Bracha, Slachal. If you count by night, you do it with a Bracha. By day, since we don't know, it's machlaikis, so you count without a Bracha. Do the mitzvah, the mitzvah is to count. A bracha on a mitzvah is the rabbana, on a mitzvah is the raisa. On the bracha, you don't do the bracha, the mitzvah, you count. But that's a machloikis. You don't want to say shem shemayim levatol. On a, on a, on, that's the machloikis being counted by day. There's a second machloikis in Taisvis. Taisvis brings as a totally separate machloikis. He doesn't say any link between these two machloikisim. If you miss a day, could you keep counting afterwards? You missed an entire 24 hours. Can you keep counting? Again, do you say you missed a day, your count is done? There's no point in counting. 
Or do you say, say there was a mitzvah every single day, you miss a day, you can keep going the next day. That is a machloikis in if you miss a day, can you keep going, can you keep counting? Now the subject becomes, if a guy missed that night and counted by day, can he recount the next day? So the popular thought, the way most of the world learns a true masadeshan, so the guy counted by day. He missed one night, counted the next day without a bracha. He's allowed to keep counting. Most understand that it's called the svek sveka. The reason he's allowed to keep counting is, first of all, there's a mandamar you're allowed to count by day. So according to that mandamar, he counted. And even if you hold, you can't count by day, if you miss a day, there's a mandamar you're allowed to keep going. That's called the Svek Sveka. He has two studdim. He's allowed to keep counting. So the Svek Sveka allows him to keep counting after with a bracha. Because first of all, maybe you're allowed to count by day. So then he counted. And even if you can't count by day, does it sad if you miss a day, you're still in. So Svek Sveka allows him to keep counting. With a bracha. With a bracha. With a bracha. Rev, Rev Kalevsky, Mayor Kalevsky Zeda, he says it's not because of Svek Sveka. He explained the different, there halachic ramifications, which I'm not going to go into right now. I just want them to be aware. He says it has nothing to do with Svek Sveka. He says it's a different shot. Why you're allowed to keep counting. He says as follows. According to the man, you can't count by day. Why can't you count by day? Why not? So he brings that the reason you can't count by day is the Pasuk in the parasha says, Sheba Shabbos is Tamimais Tiena. Tamimais means whole ones. It says, Seven weeks you shall count. Tamimais Tiena, they shall be whole. The manda, what is that saying? Seven weeks count. What's they shall be whole means whole days. You have to count the entire day. If you're still by night, that's called you count an entire day. If the night portion left already, you only have the day, you miss. It's not called Tmimais. It's Feltzach and Tmimais. It's missing in whole. If you count, there's even a little of night left. So you have a night and a day, even a little of night. But say this, you counted the whole day. A day means a night and a day. Night before day, Jewish. So a day means a night and a day. If you count that night, so then it's Tmimais. You have a night and a day. If you miss the night by day, it's not called Tmimais anymore. It's not whole. It doesn't contain a night and a day. So that's the mandarma you can't count by day because he holds Tmimais requires to count that night. Now, according to the mandamar, that if you miss a day, you're out. If you miss a day, according to that mandamar, if you miss a day, you're out. Why are you out? He learns Tamimais means whole, that you can't be missing anything. He learns Tamimais means in the seven weeks. Sheva Shabbos is Tamimais Tiena. Tamimais requires that you have all seven weeks. If you miss the day, you don't have Tamimais. That's what he holds the requirement of Tamimais. Says we have Kalevsky, you can't learn both Rashas. Tamimais either means whole days. It's, it comes to either this drush or that drush. Either it means whole days, which means you can't count by day, you have to count by night. 
Or it means to me, Mois, whole seven weeks, which means if you miss a day, you're out. It can't mean both. So says Rav Kalevsky, if a guy counts by day, he missed that night and count by day. Could he count the following night? It's not because of a spec sveika, it's because mimanashach. If to me, Mois, means you can't miss a day, so then it means you can't miss a day to seven weeks, so then you're allowed to count by day. You counted by day. If Tamimais means you can't miss a day, then there is no drasha. If Tamimais means you have to count by night, not by day, so then you're allowed to miss a day. There's no drasha that you can't miss a day of the seven weeks. So the guy who counted by day, there is no shita that he can't keep. Mimanashach, he can keep counting. Because if Tamimais means you can't miss a day, you're allowed to count by day. If Tamimais means you have to count by night, you can't count by day, you're allowed to miss a day. Mimanov Shach, he's good to go. That's brilliantly what Rav Kalevsky says, why if a guy counts by day without a bracha, he can go back the next night to recount with a bracha, which is the halacha. That's a true masadesh, and that's the halacha. If you miss any day. I say it just to remind the guys, we're going to get now to Musavad, to remind that if you ever miss a day, count the last 17 days now. You count, today is Lag Vaimer. If you didn't count, count now. You count, you have a mitzvah. To count, shh, what? If you missed an entire 24 hours, you can't. If you missed an entire 24 hours, but you should keep counting. You can't make a bracha because there's one mandarmer. To me, it requires all seven weeks, but we don't. There's another mandarmer that it doesn't require like that. So you should keep counting the bracha of mitzvah. I don't like guys say, I'm out. It's just. It's not true. That's what I wanted to share. We're on the topic of Sphira. I want to say quickly, what is Sphira Saimer? Certainly we're counting down to Shavuos. That's for sure. We're anticipating Kabbalah Satyra. That's for sure, anticipating Kabbalah Satyra. The, I, want to, I do want to say about that, very, very bekitzer, that the more you value something, the more power it has. The more you believe in something, the more it gives it power. There's a story in the Gemara with the Cholda. The more you believe in something, it gives it power. David Amelech, at the end of his life, put on clothing and it didn't warm him. He was freezing. His clothing made him cold. It didn't help. I should have made him cold. It didn't help. And Chazal tell us the reason David Amelech's clothing didn't warm him is when he was in the cave hiding... And Yonas and uh, and Shaul Hamelch was chasing David to kill him. He held was a married b'malchus. So Shaul went to use the facility in a cave, and David was hiding behind him. And David Hamelch could have killed him. He wanted to show Shaul that he's loyal, and that he's not like a married b'malchus. So to show him, he cut his garment from behind. He gave a little snip to the garment. Later, he called to show when there was a, a safe distance between them. He said, look at your garment. You'll see a cut. I was in position to kill you. And I didn't, so understand, I'm not a murdered by Malchus. Chazal say it was, it was, it was a dak min adak, a sin of David HaMelech, to cut a garment. Kabal Tashkas, it was a disrespect for clothing. What he should have done, he should have done it in a different way. Chazal say, since David HaMelech disrespected clothing, he cut a garment. Clothing didn't work for him. It's a mitzvah in the world. If you respect something, you give it power. It's true by people. A friend of mine went to um, a friend of mine went to 
went to the stipler to ask him about a certain yid who had like certain koiches. And my friend asked him, like, is it real or not? And the stipler told my friend that since people believe in him, it gives him powers. He said, people believe in him, it's get koiches, it gives him powers. If people believe in you, you get strengths that you can do. Their rebbe's, the chesidim, believe in him, it gives him powers. Somebody believes in you, gives koiches, somebody doesn't believe, takes away powers from you. There's a pasuk in Mishle, it says, Yeroa mitzvah hu If you respect the mitzvah, the mitzvah impacts you. Yeroa mitzvah hu yeshulam. You become shleimistic. The mitzvah is mekadish you and elevates you if you respect the mitzvah. If a guy shows disrespect to tefillah, it loses the power of davening. Rev Miller, a guy came to Rev Miller who was very, very sick. So Rev Miller said, you talk by davening. The man said, I never would talk by davening. He said, do you daven in the shul that talks by davening? He said, yeah. He said, switch shuls. He advised the guy to switch shuls. There's not a respect for tefillah, loses the kayak of tefillah. If you disrespect davening, davening doesn't have the same force. Everything in the world Hashem made, if you respect it, it has its power. Disrespect takes away its power. The Torah, the importance of Torah, of learning Torah, but also cover that Torah. The fact that we value Torah is not a side thing to Torah. The respect to something gives it its full strength. The fact that we anticipate Kabbalah Torah, we show a great respect, a great excitement, is a huge mile and a huge madrega in Torah, that we count down the days we're anticipating. I'm excited about it. Rev Steinman, when he came to America... So, he was a 91-year-old Godel, and he was coming to America. He had his biggest message. He felt Klaus was in a tough predicament at the time, different things going on. And he felt that Shabbos is a massive protector of Klaus Shabbos is Mekar Abracha, gives tremendous blessing. But he felt we're not Mechabed Shabbos enough. He went around, his, his main message was to accept Shabbos earlier. Show it to respect. And he felt everybody would be Mechabal Shabbos a little earlier, would show it more respect, it would have greater impact. The Mechabit Shabbos it has a greater impact. That which you value and appreciate and, and take care of in a proper way, it has greater impact. Part of the counting down the days to Torah is the, is the showing we anticipate it, we value it. It has a great erich, great value to us. One of our biggest jobs in life, Benny, is to assess values to different things. I love sports. There's nothing wrong with sports. Kishmak. When we play sports, we're not like sliding away from Hashem. Hashem knows us and knows all the things that are Kishmak for us. And He knows what we need. We're in front of Him always. Should we see Hashem the Nagdi You play ball, Kishmak. You're taking care of yourself. You're get, having a good time. Wonderful. When somebody gets hurt, it makes me so upset if somebody's injured. You like, they, you know, in, in, in the NFL, a guy's injured. We don't know if he's going to live or not. They carry him off. The players kneel for like two minutes, and then they continue on with the football game. You stopped the whole game. A guy's in the hospital. Game over. I mean, when a guy's badly hurt, the game's over. If a guy, it's not a bad injury. He's okay. We're all sure he's okay. Okay. So then, you, only then, but you don't, you don't like carry him off and keep going with the game. That's not how it works. Because all of life is values. The game's very nice, but a human, our friend is hurt is a lot more important than the game. All of life is assessing values to different things. What's worth what? 
the fact that we count down to Shavuos is, is ascribing great value. We're saying it's precious. Don't be a superficial Yid who keeps the chitzainius of a mitzvah but doesn't understand the message of a mitzvah. We're counting down 33 days. We're counting down at a very simple level. We're saying that Torah is precious. It's valuable. It's precious. Kavadat Torah. The Gemara Megillah says that Kavadat Torah trumps. It comes before Limadat Torah. Showing and ascribing value. The fact that we count to it and show a chavivus. Ke'eved shayev tzel. We show that it's tremendously valuable. That it's something we desire. That's a huge that's a huge part of commitment to Torah's value and respecting Torah, Kavadat Torah. The but Lamaisa we count from Pesach to Shavuos. Why do we count from Pesach? Well, what I'm saying that we want to show value and excitement and appreciation of Torah. So count two weeks before, a month before, three months before. Why from Pesach, Mimachras Hashabbos, the day after Pesach? There seems to be a stress, Mimachras Hashabbos. Shabbos doesn't mean Shabbos, it means Pesach. From the day after Pesach, count to Shavuos. Why from Pesach to Shavuos? So the simple pshat, the chinuch, tells us, the risha in the chinuch, tells us the reason we count from Pesach to Shavuos is to tell us that all the nism of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, all that went down, a lot went down at Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, all those nism, all the makas, kriyas yamsuf, all the miracles were for the purpose of tabdun asalikim alohar azeh, for kabbalah satayrah. To understand that the purpose of everything we went through was for Kabbalah Satari. That's the climax. That's the purpose. To understand that, we count from Pesach to Shavuos. All those miracles, all the fact Hashem chose us is is for the purpose of learning Torah and living Torah. That was the purpose of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. To review that, to know that, to chazir that, we count from Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Till Shavuos. But there's another, but there's still a question to start on Pesach night. So why do we wait Mimachus HaShabbos, the second night? Why after? So count from the first. So the Chinuch says that since there's so many mitzvahs the first night, it would get lost. That's why you count the second night. That's the Chinuch says. Lemaisa, what do we call the count? Sviras HaOimer. And the Torah says that the day the carbon Oimer is brought, that is the day you should start counting Svira. The day the Oimer is brought. What does it have to do with the carbon Oimer? The second day Pesach. What is the relationship between counting the Kabbalah Satira and Sviras HaOimer? What does it have to do with the carbon Oimer? So on that, you have the Be'er Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Tzvi Salant. Shmuel, what shaykhis? Aiki, what shaykhis? If you give them a chair in there, and I'm going to come out soon. Okay, two pairs. Two sets of pairs? No, no. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. So, why you count? What does Sviras Oimer? What does the carbon Oimer have to do with the count, Rabbi Say? What shaykh is the carbon Oimer? 
So the Bar Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Salant, says the reason it's called Sviras Haimer and it's related to the carbon Haimer. The second day Pesach Beni, we bring a carbon. The point of the carbon Haimer is to say that all food comes from Hashem. Mazain is from Hashem. That is the point of carbon Haimer. We had Mon Rabbi Yosef for 40 years. What day did the Mon stop falling? Zayin Adar. The day Maishra Rabbeinu was Nifter, we lost the man. The man was Bizchos Maishra Rabbeinu, Rabban Shal Yisrael. The day Maishra was Nifter, we lost the man. We had man 40 more days in our utensils. There was leftover man. We had man Shebekeleim for 40 days. It's Gemara Kedushin. What is 40 days after Zayin Adar? Second day Pesach. Tessayin. Second day Pesach. When is the carbon Aymer brought? Second day Pesach. What does the carbon Aymer allow? All the grain of a year is usher to eat until you bring the carbon Aymer. You're not allowed to eat grain, it's called Chadash, from this year until the carbon Aymer is brought. Carbon Aymer allows you to eat the grain of the Aiki. You know that rule? That's a Dindaraisa. You cannot eat any grain that grows this year until the second day Pesach. Today we have no carbon Aymer, the day is Matarit. They used to have a carbon. When the carbon's brought, then you can eat the grain from the whole previous year. Till that carbon's brought, it's Asr Midaraisa. Chadash it's called. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. If you're in, a th- in America, you don't think about it because most of the grain you rely on rave. If you're in a, on a business trip one day in a third world country, so you have to be very careful what you eat because there is no rave there. In America, most of the grain, when you have a box of Cheerios, it didn't come from this year's grain. There's such a surplus, it came from the previous year. But in a third world country, there's no surplus. Some people don't rely on rave. You'll see a bakery that says, we are makbid. It's yashan. Everybody's makbid. They don't rely on rave, because through barcodes, we can tell when the grain came from. They say, if it's extra to check it out, then you're not allowed to rely on rave. But the carbon oimer allows you to eat the grain of the previous year. So the carbon oimer says, remember, man stopped falling the second day of Pesach. Man was, everybody knew our food was from Hashem. It was falling out of the sky. Then we stopped having man the second day of Pesach. So I'm going to eat the grain. Before you touch the grain, bring the first grains to Hashem. Understand it comes from Him. The carbon oimer is the understanding food comes from Hashem. You understand food comes from Hashem? You bring a carbon oimer. Now the Torah says count from that carbon oimer to Shavuos. Count from that carbon oimer to Shavuos. In order to be a proper Mechabalat Torah, you have to know Mezayinus is from Hashem. Why is that, Chavim? What, Shaykhus? In order to properly be Mechabal, the Torah, you have to know Mazinus food comes from Hashem. So on a very, I'm going to tell you a simple level, then I'm going to tell you something more. The simple level is the Navi came to the Jewish people and he said, why aren't you learning? They said, we're overwhelmed with Parnassah. We're busy with Parnassah. We're overwhelmed with Parnassah. So he held up the Tzinsenes Haman. It's a Rashi and Chumash. He held up a picture of Man and he said, Mazinus is from Hashem. Don't tell me you're busy working. Mazinus is from Hashem. That's what he told them. 
So on the simple level, we count from the Omer to Kabbalah Satayra, is to remember Mizaynas is from Hashem. People do ishtadlus, what the Yidin was saying, you could, you could work and learn also, they were overwhelmed. They, would, they had daigus, they were so worried about Parnassa. Stop worrying, Mizaynas from Hashem. Do your ishtadlus and don't worry, you could still learn. Shouldn't dominate your mind, Mizaynas is from Hashem. Parnas is from Hashem. Don't let it overwhelm you. Leave room. Leave room to be Isaac and Torah. Shmuel, could you bring a Gemara Shabbos here? the oilums like knocked out a shtickle I think it'll be better I'm going to switch topics maybe, we'll, maybe later this week I'll tell you a deeper shot I want to learn Lag Vaimer with the oilum that will, that will wake up the cover Chazal say stay up here I want you Chazal say something in its proper time is precious you know, for Rebbe's in the middle of a shear, you're not allowed to interrupt and ask someone that's not Negea. You can't raise your hand and say, Rebbe, I was wondering about Shabbos HaChodesh. It's not my Indian. But if, if let's say it's Shloishim Yoim Kodem HaChag, you can interrupt and ask about it. It's Negea. So it's caution to speak about things that are Negea, Ike. I think we're going to rev up the Chevra. We're going to talk about Shloish. We're going to talk about Lag Boimer. So, so what I want to do, Chevra... You know what Amun it's on the Sugi Lag Ba'imer is whose yard site? Shiba Yechai, the 33rd day of Aimer. What blood in Shabbos is the Sugi on? Base. 33rd blood of Shabbos, Kishma. So Lamed Gimel is the blood of Rav Shiba Yechai, the story. I want to learn it with you. It's an unbelievable story. I want, we're not going to learn the whole thing. It's late already. I do want to do Gemara Shirm. But let's learn that. We'll rev it up for Aimer. Happy birthday, 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 Let's do it, Rav. Is this the Gemara? Yeah, we gotta learn the end of the Gemara. Let's learn. Let's learn. Ralph, gotta get it. You gotta get the attention. Just do it. Do it. Clap. Who's the attention? Who's the attention? It's not working. It's like this. Before like this. This is story just like I tell You'll hear. Yasvi Reb Yehuda Reb Yaisi Reb Shimon. Reb Yehuda, Reb Yaisi, and Reb Shimon were sitting. The Yasiv Yehuda Ben Geirim Gabayu, and Yehuda Ben Geirim is sitting by them. Chazal, Chazal are so careful in how they speak. It's beautiful. You learn there. 
El, Ellie, it's less kishma because you're not here. I ask you to come. You're going to finish yeah. me right here. Dovi, Ellie, Binny, Menachem, Dan, let's go. We're getting a shot. This is what was, something was missing. Come. What? So the Gemara, the Gemara said like this, Daniel, we need you. The Gemara says, Rabbi said, listen, Benny, listen to the way the Gemara speaks with such a, such an exactness, such a derecheret, such precision. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yaisir, Rabbi Shimon were sitting, and Yehuda ben Geirim was sitting by them. The Gemara doesn't want to say, if you were discussing four Gedolim, you were saying four Gedolim, you sang Reb Chaim Kanievsky, Reb Steinman, Reb Chaim, Reb Steinman, Reb Shmuel Orbach, and Joe Bobsker was sitting there. It's inappropriate to talk that way. Joe's a very nice guy, Joe Friedman, but Reb Chaim Kanievsky, you don't say Reb Chaim, Reb Steinman, Reb Shmuel Orbach, and Joe Flusker was sitting there. It's not, a, it's not a way you talk. So the Gemara is so careful to say those three were sitting and Yehuda ben Gerim was sitting by them. They were all four sitting. What do you mean he was sitting by them? I always like, I'm a visual learner. So I picture he's sitting by them. They're on one side until he's on the other side. I don't know if they were sitting in a way that it was clear. It says those three were sitting and Yehuda ben Gerim was sitting by them. Could be they were all four around the table, but it's inappropriate to say all four were sitting there. They're not equals. They're not equals. Not an appropriate way of talking. They were much bigger. They were Tanoim. Yehuda ben Gerim was a Geshmaka Yid. Such a beautiful Yid. But he wasn't those three. So the Gemara's care how it says something. Could you read it again? If Yehuda, Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Shemin were sitting, and Yehuda ben Gerim was sitting by them. So careful to speak with their Eretz. Yudim was sitting by them. They were there. He was by them. Pasach and the conversation came out amongst these great Tanoim. They had the following conversation. Pasach began the conversation, and he said as follows, Benny. He said, Reb Yehuda, Kamenoim he said, I'm so impressed with this nation. He's talking about the Romans. He says, How precious are their actions of this nation. I'm so impressed with them. Why? They made marketplaces. They made marketplaces. They made bridges. They made bathhouses. Geshmak. Such a special nation. Look at these people. Look at the actions of these people. They've done some good stuff. It's appreciative. I always say, I always say that from the biggest supporters of Tyre in the world is the American government. Clark like that. The biggest supporters in Tyre. No, but it's a Titan if you're not Machir Tyre, you're not patriotic. The whole Lakewood, it Kamat is supported by the American government, HUD and Husky and all these things. They're a huge supporter of Tyre. If you're not appreciative, you're missing the boat. You're Machir to Machir Tyre. So Rabbi Yehuda got up about the Romans and he was appreciative. How geschmack are their actions? Every, you go over a bridge, who built that bridge? You go to the marketplace, who built the marketplace? You go to the bathhouse, who built the bathhouses? Rabbi Yaisi Shasak. 
Rabbi Yaisi was silent. He didn't contribute. Then the Rabbi Shiva Yechai, Rabbi Shiva Yechai responded, Omar, he said, No, 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 no. They did it for themselves. Stop praising them. They made marketplaces. To, to do Averis there. To put Zainas. To put ladies who are Hefkerlessness. That's how they built marketplaces. Merzai's bathhouses, La'adin Bematsman. They did it to, 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 to be Ma'adin themselves, to make themselves finicky. They did it for their own pleasure. Gesharim bridges, Litayo Bemeches, to put, to collect taxes. They did it for their own purposes. So Arye says, Aren't you Bukhoy to still be Makitaiv? I once wanted a tiny, that's why all of them, he meant they did it for Averis. Somebody does its parib, even for selfish reasons, you're If they did it to be bad, you're not Meches means, means taxes that weren't proper. They did it to collect not proper taxes, to ambush us, to take our money. The kids here is these tzaddikim, we're talking about the Roman government. Halach Yudem Egerim v'sipar devreim. Yudem Egerim said over the speech. He told others, Malchus. He told somebody who told somebody who told somebody who told somebody, and the Roman government heard about it. Amru, they said, Yehuda Yehuda who raised us up, praised us, Yisala. We're going to give him a promotion. He's going to be elevated. He became, whenever there was a public gathering, he was Reish Hamadabram. Yehuda was the official, Yehuda was the spokesperson of Jewish people appointed by the Roman government. Yaisi Shashasak, Yaisi heard us dis- disgraced. He heard of Shibban Yechai disgraced, he was quiet. Yigla Lutzipayri, he didn't praise us, but he didn't rip us. He's going to go to Golos. Shimon Shagina and Shimon Bar Yechai, who put down the Roman government, Yehad, we're going to kill him. We're going to kill Shimon Yechai. Azul Hu Brei, him and his son went, Tashu Bey Madrasha, and they hid in the base Madrash. Kol and every day, have a maisel to be sayu. His wife would bring him ripsa, would bring him bread, the kuza demait, and an amount of water and some karachi, some vegetables. His wife would bring him some food. Kitak if gzeirasa, when the gzeira got heavier, the Romans were looking harder for Reb Shimon. Things got worse. Now he was worried. Amar le lebrei, Shimon ben Yechai said to his son, who was hiding with him in the base medrash. Nashim daitim kalaleim. Dilma mitzayile. They might torture mama. Umegalalan. And she's going to say where we're hiding. So let's go to a different spot. Asli tashub marata. And they hid in a cave. They went to, they left that spot. He cared about his wife's torture tremendously. And did whatever he could for his wife. But he was worried he'd get killed. Why not bring her? So they're still going to torture him. Right, they'll torture, she'll tell him where he is, and he's not going to be there. Why not bring her? To the cave? It was life-threatening in the cave. There's a suffix, maybe she recorded, the cave was life-threatening. It wasn't safe. So they hid in a cave. They had a nase, Israchish Nisa, they had a nase, and a charuva, carob tree, and a mayan of water. All of a sudden appeared there, and they were there for 12, all of us know they were there 12 years. I'm going to fast forward the Gemara because I want to get to this point in the Gemara. Shama Reb Pinchas ben Yoyer Chasnei. When he left the cave after 12 years, 
Repechus ben Yair, the father-in-law, Rashim ben Yechai, heard that he's coming out of the cave. Vinapach Lape went to see his son. The Caesar had, the, the, the Roman Caesar had died. It was now safe to come out of the cave. And he went to see his son-in-law, Shem ben Yechai. Says the Gemara, He had cracks in his whole body. His whole body was racked by pain. Rashim Bayechai's body was racked by pain. So Rapinchas Ben Yoyer, the father in law, started crying. Omar Le, I'm skipping, I skipped some lines. Omar Le, Rapinchas Ben Yoyer says to his son in law, seeing his son in law's body, Benny, racked in pain, bruises, cuts. All over his body, he was hiding in a cave for 12 years. Terrible conditions. A nace that he survived. And he sees him racked in pain. Omar Lay, the father-in-law, says to his holy son, Lutoshim ben Yechai, Oi li, woe unto me, sherisicha bekach. Woe unto me that I see you in such conditions, that you're so pained and so hurt. Woe unto me that I see you like this. Amalei responds, the son-in-law whose yard site is today, says of Shem ben Yechai, Ashrecha shuri bikach. You're lucky you see me like this. You say it's a tragedy, you see my pain, you see the difficulty I've gone through, you see me like this. Ashrecha shuri you're lucky you see me like this. Shalmalei loyri sani bikach. If not for these pains, if you didn't see what, if you haven't seen me like this, you wouldn't find my greatness. Before he went into the cave, Rav Shimon Yechai would ask a question. His father-in-law was much sharper than him. Rav Shimon Yechai would ask a question, his father-in-law would have 12 answers. L'saif, but after the 12 years of difficulty. Ki ave maksh Rav Pichas ben Yair kusha, Rav Pichas ben Yair yestekasha, have a mefag Rav Shimon Yechai esrim v'arbe peruke. Rav Shimon Yechai would have 24 answers. He grew 300%. He used to be, he had a kasha, his father-in-law 12 answers. Now his father-in-law has a kasha, he has 24 answers. He grew exponentially, 300%. And he said, the reason that I, I grew so much is precisely because of the difficulties. So you're saying, woe unto me that I see your difficulties. Ashrecha, fortunate that you see it. That is the source of my greatness, the difficulties. I once was talking to my Rebbe about a friend of mine who's been through a lot of challenges in his life. And my Rebbe said that he could see a beauty. On, my Rebbe doesn't say things that, that he doesn't, that aren't true. He says he could see a person, he walks into a shul, and he sees a certain beauty on a person, he knows he went through challenges. He says there's a beauty on a person who went through difficulties. He said that Bachar, not Bachar, that younger man has that beauty, he said to me. He has that beauty of somebody who went through challenges. Today is the day of beauty. Today is the day in, in the spheres. Today is beauty of beauty. Beauty of beauty. Precisely the day that Hashem ben Yechai was nifter, and Hashem ben Yechai is the mark of beauty because he acquired through difficulty. 
he acquired through Yisurim, through overcoming, that creates beauty. There is no way of accomplishing without overcoming. There's no such thing. You don't become great without friction. There's no such thing. There's no mitzis like that. If somebody just is natural, they're not great. The pirish of a tzaddik means they overcame. That's the definition of a tzaddik. They overcame. There is no beauty without overcoming. People say on all different ruchnis to Majerus, but it's hard. Yes. Yes. Overcoming. Overcoming. Conquering. That creates the beauty. When people are in awe of our 12th graders, and the world sees like... I've read Shadokim of Ar Hevra. They walk into these people's houses. They like gasp. They gasp because the person overcame. It creates a tremendous beauty that somebody battled and struggled and overcame. It's the beauty of people who embrace life. Yaakov showed me a book this week that I haven't had a chance to read. It's like this lady, it's her whole, like Good Morning America. It's the theory of her book. She's a few thousand years late. It's like Dvarim Pshotim Adlamaid. There's no such thing as greatness, not embracing struggle, not working through. That is how a person becomes great, embracing challenges, embracing difficulties. Ashrecha Sharisani Bekach. I always love singing, and we sang Shabbos. Most people run through the Bar Yechai song. We always, my son asked me, Maish asked me, we kept going back to that stanza of the eulogy or Shimba Yechai. He says, is that the minig in the world? No, but it's the minig here. We always go back. In a very good dwelling you dwelled. I promise nobody would call. Rebetzin Kramer was one of the... The, the, the Sadma Rebbe said that the biggest sadigma of the generation were Rabbi and Rebetzin Kramer. Read the book Holy Woman about them, about this husband and wife, remarkable people. They both went through Auschwitz. She said Auschwitz is a good place. I can't say the words because my, my great grandfather was killed in Auschwitz. So it's hard to say the words. But she said it was a good place. Her view of good and bad was what you respond to it, what you do to it, what you do with it. She became closer to Hashem there. We say you dwelled in a nice place. The cave was Gehenim, Rabbi say. The t- cave racked his body. We call it a good re- place because his response to it produced produced us of Shimon Yechai. It gave us the Zayar, it gave us Kabbalah. It changed the Jewish people. That period of difficulty changed the history of our people. So in a good place you dwelled, the day you ran away, the day you ran away. In that rock cave that you stayed, there you acquired your beauty and your glory. Your greatness precisely came from your difficulty. Probably, maybe, and I always speak about the best speeches Bachram ever gave. This wasn't a speech a Bachar privately told me. The Bachar, uptight Waterbury, you're safe to have challenges. See, uptight, you're safe to have, you're safe to have challenges. You know, the, I, I, sometimes a Bachar will talk to me about a topic and he gets upset that I'm not secretive about it enough. To, to break somebody's trust. I, guys, tell me something my wife doesn't hear if that's not supposed to happen. I, I can hold a secret. 
Tzadzah Bachar will want to talk, Rebbe, let's go to some place very... No, let's talk right in the base Rebbe, he's whispering. I don't want a place that it's a shame to have something you're working through. Not because in what the Chiddush of Waterbury is not their challenges here. That's humanity, their challenges. The Ramchal calls the world the Olam Anasayin. It's a world of challenges. The Chiddush of Waterbury is there no bush to have challenges. That you don't hide it, you embrace. Fight it, take it on, deal with it. Don't worry. We're not like, oh my goodness, I'm struggling. You're human. You're, all you're saying when you say you're struggling is that you're alive. Dailam knows that I can't stand when a speaker says they're talking about Kirov. So they say there was this guy, he was struggling, and I told him that my Midar Sinai happened, and today he's in B'nai Brak, man. I hate that. That's like, they like, disgust me. Disgust me because the picture is he was a struggling guy, and I told him, <coughs> why does it ever work for me? Like, somebody just tell me about my Midar Sinai, and then, like, I just like coast the rest of my life. Life's a struggle. The guy's in B'nai Brak struggling his head off now also. Otherwise, he's dead. If he's buried in B'nai Brak, maybe. If he's dead, that's not a happy ending. You spoke to him. You told him. He struggled the next day also after you told him. I promise. And that day and the day after. It's nice you told him. A nice Amuna speech. Excellent. Life's a struggle. It's a beautiful world. It's not a negative view. Life's beautiful. With so much help along the way. It's a beautiful place. But it's, it's a, you know... You go to an obstacle course, you don't catch, oh, it's so hard. I, I came to the obstacle course. That's so nice to have a good beer at the end of the obstacle course. Along the way, you have so many cheering fans. It's a place. But it's an obstacle course. The world has challenges to produce greatness. Friction to produce greatness. Embrace. Become great from it. Ask yourself, how can I become great from my present challenge? That's part of the tefillah. We're always busy saying, Hashem, get rid of this, get rid of this. Part of talking to Hashem, Hashem. Before you even say, get rid of it. Hashem, oh, Hashem. That's, there's a process of change from the challenge. Get rid of it, get rid of it. We don't even think Hashem, get rid of it. Hashem, before you even say the words, get rid of it. Hashem, oh, I forgot. Ooh, turn you back to Hashem. Embrace what's happening. Use it to get better. Use it to get better, what's happening. How could this friction produce somebody closer to Hashem? How could this friction produce somebody doing more rats in Hashem? surim shamadata. In that rock cave that you stayed, there you acquired your beauty. We're celebrating the Shem and your chais. We're remembering his life and celebrating his life on this, the day of his yard site. We remember the person who brought tremendous beauty to the world for embracing a challenge and becoming great in that cave. In that cave, the cave can kill you. The cave can produce tremendous light. Rabbi Shimon Yechai taught us to take the caves of our, the Ma'aras Surim of our lives and utilize it to become great people. Embrace, overcome, struggle, and become great, Elia. So let's sing that stanza of Bar Yechai. And then we'll learn some Gemara. <coughs> we'll all do it together first, and then we'll ask different guys to do it. Bye. <laughs>
From Shemban Yechai, he says something so powerful in the eulogy of Shemban Yechai. He says, "Nasa Adam Nemar Bavurecha." When Hashem said, "Let us make man," that He was talking about you. You know, when 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 um when the Briskarov met Ravel Yelapian, he said, "Everything Rabbi Yisrael Salanter was dreaming of producing was you." I want you to know when I when I. Eight years ago, made a decision to start the Masif. It was a difficult decision. I was in a place, I was very happy doing things I liked. It wasn't an easy decision. I was, I was very, very much lost in thought for a long period if I should do it or not. And I had a certain picture of what we can produce, and I wanted to do it. There are people that live, they're, they're, what you, they're what you were thinking about. That's what I was thinking about. I want to say on Uri Nain, in an, I'm explained, I want to explain it. I want to explain it. I want to say it's, it's, it's mixed ashvachai b'fanav, but what I was thinking about was an Uri Nain. I wanted authentic. I want somebody who's true to ideals of Torah. I have a belief that a, that a teenager, that a, a, a bacher, he's not a teenager today, I'm talking about but what the start. I believe that an, a, not average, I believe that a yid, a teenage yid, can be on fire. To be on fire with with with, with Tyra, with values, with idealism, with a mission. Too many of our youth are, are apathetic. They have no they have no sense of mission, no passion. It's just school. There's no there's no fire. No fire. Too many. And the picture fire doesn't always express itself the same way. But the picture of somebody with seriousness, with sincerity, with happiness, with intelligence, just doing the right things. 
that that picture, I, I had it, it's shaykh to produce, it's shaykh that a person can have. So this eulogy that this author says of Shiva Yechai, he says about Hashem, Hashem said, Nasa Adam, let's make man. Hashem had a picture of what man could be. Nasa Adam, let's make a human being. Says this eulogy, Nasa Adam, Nemar Bavurecha. When Hashem said, let us make man, Rav Shem ben Yechai was like, certainly, that was what I, that's what I'm talking, in the inner city, I apologize to bring it here, in the inner city, he said, that's what I'm talking about. So you see, a certain, I see her in there, I said, that's what I'm talking about. Nasa Adam, what a eulogy, Nasa Adam, Hashem says, that's what I'm talking about. Let's make man, Nasa Adam, what a eulogy. Let's read that paragraph. Let's, let's read that paragraph for the eulogy. I'm going to ask Irene to do that one. Oh, hey. <clears throat> it's We'll all do it together to give you ones to get the words. Let's all do it together. Talking about you too, you read it, this fits you. That was a perfect, I liked the way you did it. He's very musical. There's another one I want to do. And not so bad, not so bad. Wow. <laughs> That's a great line for a sweatshirt. Nasa Adam, let's make man, never was said about you. That's a good sweatshirt. Not bad. Maybe next year's sweatshirt. Maybe this year's. Wow. In English, that's what I'm talking about. That's what's up. Yeah, one second.
Then you want to say it? Yeah? Let's say it very quickly. You want to stick with all on this? So it's so it's so it's so it's Rabbi say, six o'clock to be continued. There'll be tonight a beautiful concert. Everybody's invited. Six o'clock, you're in four minutes.